am recording. Sorry, I'm recording now. I was okay. posting on Twitter about the fact that we're going to do a special colon episode. Perfect. So, there Yay. you have it. Can't wait. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome, wingers, to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. Oh, I'm Sally. I was already that's yeah that's Sally notes. over there. Hey guys, <laughs> perfect introduction and, uh, to me as a person. <laughs> hey Sally, we're recording, <laughs> um, and we are here to talk about season three and the episode entitled <laughs> "The U.S. Poet Laureate." See how I just skip right over the yep. numbering. I like the it. The U.S. Poet Laureate. Yay! Oh dear, it's a delightful episode. It is a good episode. I think. Yep, I like Agreed. poetry. All right, good talk. Laureates. Done. Good talk. All right, well, good thanks episode. for tuning in. Time. We'll catch you guys next week. Hey. Okay, uh, let's let us sing to, okay. to ease us into this. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be a nightmare <laughs> to edit. So if, it, if this actually ends up happening, you guys can just know that I stayed up into the wee hours of the night. <laughs> just for you, people. Yay. West Wing Wednesday. Okay. West Wing Wednesday. So, we should, I guess we should TikTok. If you guys haven't seen this episode in a while, stuff's going on. Take a stroll <laughs> down the memory lane. <laughs> oh yes, this is the uh this is the red light episode. Yeah it is. Roxanne. <laughs> oh wait, it's a green light. Yeah. That's a lot that's the John Legend songs. But I, I won't sing that here. This is the one where President Bartlett speaks to a TV reporter after he does an interview and accidentally, but maybe not accidentally, <laughs> calls uh Presumptive Republican nominee Richie, a dum dum, mm-hmm. and then we spend the whole episode trying to deal with that and make sure that we apologize but don't apologize and blah blah blah. Yeah. So that's going on. Also, the U.S. Poet Laureate, mm-hmm. played by the delightful and uh, talented Laura Dern. Delightful. I love her. She is coming to a party in her honor, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately, she has some qualms with the administration about a landmine treaty. Right. So she's saying that she'll come to the party, but she's going to reprimand the administration. So Toby has to deal with that, but he's not bothered by it because he's got a little touch <laughs> of the poet, or he wants a little he, touch of the poet. Yes, he does. <laughs> Which is fun. Also, notably, this is the Lemon Lyman episode. <laughs> the famous. Shout out to our friends at Lemon Lyman on Instagram. It's a real thing. Yeah. And what else is happening? Ainsley Hayes is here. Ainsley Hayes Love is here. Her. Yep. She got called back from vacation. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the main points that happen yep. in the U.S. Poet Laureate. I apparently cannot say it without messing up. They're going to give a... It's all leading up to his press conference on energy resources, yes. too. So, yes. Everyone's very, focused very on that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is a great episode. I, I, I think it's a great episode. I really enjoyed it. One thing I really loved about it is that I completely forgot that President Bartlett slipped up on purpose 
And so I sort of, I felt like, the whole time I was watching it, I like, I felt like there was some other part of the storyline I was forgetting, but it wasn't until the end when CJ says it that I was like, oh yeah. And I was so glad I forgot because I got to have that moment again. And it was fun. What a fun, like, twist and like way to take that storyline. I really enjoy that. Indeed. I can't wait for another 20 years when I rewatch The West Wing and this is all brand new to me because my memory is just headed in that direction, (laughs) clearly, which is why Sally does almost all of our TikToks except for today. (laughs) Well, I just, and that's one of the, and I've said this a million times and I'm really sorry guys that I always repeat myself, but it is one of the great things about the show is that you watch it a million times, but there's so much going on any time that you could forget about something and have a nice little Easter egg, or you could just not have seen something before or just see something a different way. And it's, uh, it's just, there's so much meat here. Good. It's it's not just me. Yeah. There's a lot of meat. So I hope you're carnivorous. (laughs) And we can say more about that storyline. I didn't mean to gloss over the whole thing. Um, in that one thing, I just, I loved that I forgot about it because then it got to be like when CJ says, you know, I think you, I think you might've done it on purpose. And Bartlett's just got this like twinkle in his eye. Like, oh, that wily smile. Oh, what a pro is he? I loved it. I loved it. When I first realized that he did it on purpose, it, uh, it just makes you love him more, which you didn't really think was possible. Right. It's probably like what people say about marriage at a certain point. I don't know what year, but you're like, oh, I knew I loved him, but then I remembered all over again. Yeah. I just love it. I, I Yeah, I really love it. I love, so backtracking, I love the whole opening scene. I like when he, you know, they're doing all the, I, I like the storyline even before it takes that twist. I like, you know, Toby's moment of realization when he sees that the light is on. I love the remark that the president makes about, you know, 27, you know, he makes a gun reference. I can't even remember it now. 27 Magnum and a... He says, you, uh, Richie has a 22 caliber mind and a 357 Magnum war. There we go. Good. I'm glad you heard that down. Um, I like... I heard it Because I like... I mean, obviously, I like words and I like sort of the English language. So I like any sort of insult that's not just like, hey, you're a dummy. Like, it's a clever... It's a little metaphor insult, which I'm all for. So... <laughs> I like it. Well, they, because they've already decided that they're going to make this campaign about smart or not, uh-huh. and heavyweight versus not, mm-hmm. and qualified versus not. Right. So th- this is just—I love it. It's the, it's the classic, or what CJ says, old school. Um, yeah, back <laughs> channel tipping of the dominoes. And it's just—it's letting Bartlett be Bartlett. Like it's Bartlett being sly and being and throwing a couple punches in like a you know, a sneaky kind of way. And I love in this episode too that, so there's so much fallout from him saying those things. And one of the things, one of the part of the fallout is that the Republicans are going to get up in Congress and, and just basically just whine about how rude Barlett was. And Leo says, mm-hmm. we should just not send anybody to like counter. Barlett's like, yeah, whatever. And then later he's like, yeah, let's not send anybody. Like, let's just let them stand up there and talk about it and look silly and we're going to say, hey, while you guys are doing this, we're going to go work on energy reform. And so these were two moments in this episode where they, where Bartlett was Bartlett, where he was that heavy hitter that Toby wants him to be. Indeed. I like it. And it worked out well for Ainsley Hayes because (laughs) somebody comes in and approaches Sam after hearing this comment 
And first of all, Sam has to defend himself to everybody because they're like, how could you let this happen? And he's like, for the thousandth time, I was not in the room. My boss was in the room and he didn't even keep this from happening. But well, all that to say, they tried to find a way to appease the, I can't even think of the word, undecided, independence, the middle of the road people, trying to find a way to appease them. And they said, well, what if you give a promotion to a Republican and that ends up being Ainsley Hayes, and she right. gets a promotion that she didn't deserve, mm-hmm. but so it worked out well for her. I I like that. So Sam Sam actually tells the outside guy that it was him that he, you know he's like I don't know how yes. I did it blah blah blah, and he tells all the people inside yeah. the White House that it wasn't him. He wasn't there. Blah blah blah. I like that, but I mm-hmm. also like them making fun of Toby about not being able to tell what's red or what's green. Toby comes to ask Josh. About his tie, and Josh says something like, oh, I don't know, is it red or is it green? And Toby's like, ha-ha, you're the hundredth person to make that joke. But I thought it was really uh, great. We only heard one of them, so I thought it was great. But, again, we really have to stop and talk about Toby and his feelings for the U.S. Poet Laureate. Because yeah. this is one of those times, I honestly, I, I don't know if this is the second time in this season or in this series where where Toby smiles <laughs> just to smile yeah. not to, not a smile followed by an angry rant which kind of makes the <laughs> yeah, rant more little, scary like, devilish smile <laughs> he was actually smiling because CJ was like hey we got to go talk to this the poet laureate mm-hmm. so we should probably send Sam over he's like I'll do it yeah <laughs> you know he like which... was so quiet and didn't want to draw attention to the fact that he wanted to oh which didn't work with CJ CJ knew CJ knew exactly what was going on <laughs> which I so okay so I adore Laura Dern I I, I love Toby's little crush I love this whole storyline but and this is this is not a bad but CJ and Toby's scene where she's where he like sort of tells her and she sort of figures it out and then she's sort of smiling and there's definitely something happening there that like even when Toby and Tabitha is her name even when they're flirting later in the episode I'm like this is cute and I like you guys but like I'm still thinking about Toby and CJ sorry I just thought that that moment when CJ's sort of like uh oh yeah you like her but like I don't know. It, that moment was so cute too. I'm just rooting for Toby with everybody. Just, I, I just a great Toby episode. Not with Donna. That would be okay, super weird. Enough. Toby with everybody that he wants. Or Ainsley. Um, She's much too happy. He, for when him. he's when he's smiling, the president says, "Why are you smiling?" And he says, "Happiness is my default position." That was really great. Oh my god, that was the best. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Happy Toby is. Mm-hmm. I, it's such a nice change of pace. I would imagine he was very... We'll have to ask him about this if we ever get him on the podcast. <laughs> if, and, if and when. But, although I must say, and I do like Laura Dern, mm-hmm. but I wasn't... Something didn't sit right with me about the way that they portrayed mm-hmm. the artist as the poet. Do you th- and this could be me out on a limb and this could be me being overly sensitive as, like, a, an artist type or a creative or whatever. But they just made her really, I don't know. Flighty. It made her very, obviously not flighty. Like, she didn't care about things. Like, she obviously had a lot of passion, which I believed. Yeah. But I feel like her wardrobe and her hair would have been enough for me to believe that, okay, she's not just another passionate, you know 
advocate in Washington. Like, I get it. She's a poet. You don't have to have her, like, oh, do I come across as weird the first time you meet me? And, like, right. I just need to... I just need to not talk about this anymore and like you know what I mean like super I don't know what the word is CB-esque yeah that's what it reminded me of it, was I, I yeah that's it's not an adjective officially but <laughs> I, I can't really put my finger on it but you know what I mean like and yeah, I think that's just how it was that written you didn't feel like she had a lot of substance to her I guess not substance no not even that not substance but like she had substance but it was like like people wouldn't take her seriously it just felt a little bit like a caricature of a poet, you know? I like, think that's fair. I think the only thing for me that sort of offset that is is having Toby interested in her. Because I think we take Toby so seriously that, like, watching Toby be like, man, this woman, I think that sort of lends her some... I don't know, some, subs not substance, oh god, that didn't come out right, not that Toby liking her gives her substance, but, like, that well, we trust Toby's judgment, and so, like, clearly this is a, this is a talented, smart, you know, powerful woman type thing, I don't know, yeah. but, I, but I totally get what you're saying, I totally agree, I think that, yeah. but I think had Toby not been interested in her and given her some sort of credibility, purely because we know him and trust him as a character, not because he's a man, but... I think had that not happened, it would have been even worse. Even like, even like, I don't know. I, I agree that I don't know the word for it. <laughs> I just feel like they leaned a little bit in a in into little pockets of a stereotypical artist that I feel like it just wasn't necessary. Yeah, like I just I believe that she was a poet because she said she was and the way she presented herself. Right. So, um, but anyway, that was probably the only thing I didn't really like about that. But I do, I do think like Laura how they Dern is just wrapped it up. She's just charming oh, and yeah. magical and yeah, she's great. Can I also mention it really struck me in this episode how much Juliet Lewis has a very similar energy to Laura Dern. Huh. And and even in their look, in their type. I mean Juliet Lewis can be a lot more uh more quirky than her. Yeah. I think quirkiness was the was the word I was looking at before. More quixotic or something. Hmm. But anyway, they're very similar. But I do like how they wrapped it up because obviously they're going head to head about whether or not she can speak out at this event in her honor or where she's in yeah, she's the guest of honor. And Toby's like, Hey, we can't do this and guess what? This doesn't even accomplish what you want it to. I know that you want to be heard and you're, you feel like you're responsible for the things that you've seen and you need to do that as an artist, but like, this is, this is not a small thing and this is not the way to accomplish things politically. Right. You know? So I, I liked the way that he had to kind of coach her on that. I, yeah, I liked their whole storyline. I liked that there was, ended up being a, obviously a good reason that she was interested in it. I think, I don't know, it was an enjoyable storyline. I, I think it, it, served its purpose, I guess. I don't know. I don't buy them as a real couple, like, down the line, but I don't know. No. I just loved her, so I was on board with it. I think she was great. Yeah. It's not often that we get anybody for Toby other than his ex-wife. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Yep. The poet. Yep. Indeed. And Toby's so indeed. cute, all flustered and all like, oh, you like my tie? Like, that's, it's such a fun side of Toby, and Ugh. Richard Schiff does it really well. Um... Because because he's he gets nervous and he gets flustered, but he's not like he's not like Josh flustered. Like he's not like oh I don't know how to interact with any human ever. He's just like mm -hmm. cute, 
got a crush on a girl kind of flustered, which is fun. Yeah. And CJ called Toby, uh, like, a go-getter de Bergerac, <laughs> which was actually a redux of uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. There was a redux of it with Steve Martin called Roxanne, and we're full circle to the red light reference. So oh, there you go. That. Um, red light, green light. So I really, I mean, we've already talked about the million reasons that I could not work at the White House, but listen, if you okay. ever called me back on the first day of my vacation... <gasps> nope, especially if I'm in Hilton Head. You, yeah, no. No, you that would absolutely happen though. You have to believe that that it would happen. I'm just surprised people take vacations ever. Yeah, yeah. I just don't actually believe that people can't. Take it vacations. did happen to me once on my last job, but only sort of. I had left. I had left on a Friday, and I had made a a full weekend out of a business trip where I was going to be doing something Monday and Tuesday for business out of town, and so I was like, oh, I'll just go on Friday, and I'll you know, take a personal, like the weekend will be personal and then I'll do the work thing. And when I left on Friday afternoon, I got a call from my boss as soon as I landed where I was going. And he said, uh, we're going to need you to come back Sunday night because you can't be gone Monday and Tuesday. So like they changed my work plans <sighs> just so I can come back. And I was like, well, I mean, I got a free, <laughs> I can't complain because I got a free weekend, but it was just like, it, it's a kind of an overwhelming thing when you can't be gone out of the office for a day or two. So, I, you know, yeah, mm. a reason number 600 why I can't work at the White House. Sorry, <laughs> guys, but I need vacation. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm on that oh, freelance Poor Ainsley. And Sam's right like, now. you don't look like you have a tan. <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Rude. Rude, Sam. It was fun, though, when they were arguing. I mean, oh, it's yeah. pretty much always fun. It's always fun when they're arguing. arguing. And, and he said, this is also a good, notable, quotable, you win, or sorry, you lose, I win, twas ever thus. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, um, I like that. And she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to accept the promotion she didn't earn, but then she's like, well, let me see the pay differential first. <laughs> Fair <laughs> If enough. you ever need to sound smarter, just use the word differential. Oh, and they're in Toby's room watching, Toby's room, Toby's office watching Something on TV, they, Sam, Sam says the line, I'm, I, you know, before anything, I look for a mind at work, and that is referenced in Hamilton, the music, musical that is sweeping the nation. There's a song where the girl uh, says she's yes. looking for a mind at work. So, there it is. Thank you for adding that in, and for giving me a reason to put Hamilton underneath this entire podcast, which will now be <laughs> one hour long. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you haven't listened to Hamilton yet, go ahead. Just... It's the best. Sally loves it. I, I did wait it. in line when we were in New York to meet uh, Janelle. I did try to go three times to win Ugh. lottery tickets to, to no avail of any yeah. sort. Not even. I mean, it's so you can't really know if you're yeah. close, but yeah. And Bradley Whitford raves about. He it. He raved about it. That's what made me so, first actually look at this. And we talked to Janelle, and she went and saw it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of your West Wing people uh, love it. So not surprisingly, you are oh, and Aaron Sorkin to, went the other night. Uh, it was really great. Oh, did he? Yeah, Lynn Manuel. Did you go with him? Yeah, Lynn Manuel Miranda, who wrote and stars in Hamilton, tweeted and said Aaron Sorkin was here tonight, and then he said he didn't come backstage, but he left a note, and then as a joke, he tweeted out a picture of the note, which was not really the note, but it was a picture of the Bartlett for America <laughs> napkin. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, it's great. He's a big West Wing fan, obviously. Maybe I can win tickets to see Hamilton. Well, both of us. We should just go back. Yeah. And then we can interview uh, Lynn Manuel. That would be great. 
So, All right, good. Good plan. Um, they also are, they're arguing, Sam and Ainsley are arguing about, they're arguing about the elitist, the smart, the smart guy versus the plain spoken, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. Ainsley asked, does it concern you that the smartest presidents have been the worst? And they sort of go off on that. And I just, I, I mean, we said this just a minute ago that I love when they argue, but I just like that they're, they can banter back and forth and sort of challenge each other and have these smart, intelligent arguments where neither of them are the straw man and like, but they don't ever actually like escalate to a bad point. That's why they're perfect together. And that's all. (laughs) (laughs) We'll incorporate that into our redux. Although somebody did make a, uh, a, a point on, I think it was on Instagram or maybe it was Twitter about how, if there was a storyline with Sam running for president, how it'd be odd to have a Republican first lady. It would be odd, but awesome. There would be a lot of good storylines that would came from that, I think. It'd be fun. These are all things that we can discuss in our special episode coming up. Yep. So feel free to call in or email us or tweet us or whatever. Yeah. And let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Um, what else is happening? Oh, the Lemon Lemon Lemon. Yeah. We, oh, this is a huge <laughs> I genuinely just famous. wrote in my notes that, like, I don't have anything to say because it was, it's just so great. The scene is so great. I wanted to write down every line. Not the scene. There's multiple scenes throughout, but I know all of them were great. Did you write down every line? No, I didn't write down hardly any because I couldn't keep up, and I wanted to write down all of them. I did say so I, like I did write down the I, fingers. I think you've gone around the bend. I wrote that down. I wrote down that a yoo-hoo sounds really yeah. good. I'm gonna indeed, and I was drinking chocolate milk at the time, oh. and I just looked at the TV, and I was like, "Ugh, oh, we're just made for each other." Um, well, let's uh. Let's play a little snippet of it. We obviously can't. It's in like four different scenes, so we can't play the whole doggone thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll play part of it. Yes. And here we go. They don't seem to have taken my response in the spirit in which it was intended. I think I need to clarify my original post. Josh, has the pressure for you to get the energy pack? Sit down in the chair. I think you've gone round the bend. Let me put this more plainly. The White House can get a GAO review of anything it wants without posing a threat to the separation of powers. And I believe I'll use capital, lowercase, or Sanskrit right up until the moment the font police cuffed me and read me Miranda. That'll show them. See, I think these are good people by and large, but they've come under the thumb of a dictatorial ruler. So as with a small Central American country, my role is to incite the people to topple her. Josh, yeah. you're way around the bend. Can I get you a damp towel or something? No, but do we have any you? Yeah. I'll take one. I'm on it. It's just, it's always delightful. It's delightful. And I like when CJ yells at Josh as well. That's in a completely different scene Mm -hmm. where she finally realizes that he's been posting on the internet. And then at the end of it, he's like, well, technically I outrank you. And she's just like, so far up your ass. (laughs) Yeah, that was, yeah, that was really great. I did write that, um. (laughs) <laughs> technically I so gosh CJ well CJ just throughout this episode not to veer off track but when she's handling the reporters too she was so great oh, in the because she's having to deal with pro. the backlash from Bartlett like sort of calling this guy an idiot and CJ's just so she's so so good at what she does and she's so good Absolutely. at like not snap, snapping at them but also like it's just the right amount of sassy she's you know she makes a quip about you know President Bartlett went to Notre Dame, and then he went here, and he got this degree, and this degree, and this degree, and then she's like, and I went to University of California, Berkeley, and, 
you know, go bears or whatever. Go bears. Yeah. (laughs) Which sets up Sam to say, my Princeton Tigers could whoop your cow bears any day of the week. And she says, at what? Uh, Logarithms, probably? That was great. Uh, I know. Nerd humor. Yeah. So not to take off, not to take us off track of Lemon Lyman, but I just, CJ had a great episode in those, in those aspects. Indeed. And I feel like people, we would be remiss not to mention where that storyline came from yeah. in real life. We would be poor podcasters. Which we, I think we've talked about before. Yeah, we would be very poor podcasters <laughs> indeed. But we, you can look it up online. Just look up Television Without Pity mm-hmm. and Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, you'll get plenty of hits. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. Yeah, you'll find plenty of stuff. I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit in our episode with Kevin Porter from Gilmore Guys a couple seasons ago mm-hmm. um, about where this all took place in real time so look that up and I'm just happy that it happened because this was so funny I mean all the all of the executive assistants are there and Josh has no idea what's going on it has to have (laughs) Donna get on there and I love how he always calls it like there's some sort of dictatorial ruler and it's like the moderator or whatever right and he also gets has this moment where he's like really proud of the people posting online. He's like, "Oh, they they know what the GAO can and can't do." <laughs> oh, yeah, it's cute, but it also is very elitist. I I mean, so the to the tiniest bit of background, we sort of skimmed it, but like, so Aaron Sorkin went on television without pity and was posting and reading what people were posting, and his posting did not go well, and I believe he was banned from the side at some point. And it it just it it didn't it didn't go well, period. And so that inspired this, and a little bit I think inspired in future episodes. We'll see uh, Josh have an interaction with a an employee who's wearing a Star Trek pin, which is a whole thing. And but it, it's I I love these scenes. I love everything about them. But it is very elitist. It is. I really think that like what the things that Josh is saying is like how Aaron Sorkin feels about people sitting at home on their computers. And I think that that's, I think that's kind of sad. And I think people can like what they want and criticize what they want and talk about what they want, even if they are sitting at home on their computers all day. So I don't know. I love everything about the scene, but it <laughs> Thanks just Thanks for defending like me, weird. Sally. You're I so appreciate welcome. it. I just, I mean, obviously there's a line. You can't sit at home and like, you know, I don't, you know, people shouldn't be bullies and shouldn't threaten people, but you also can't, you can't dislike the people on the internet just because they're they're not agreeing with what you're saying. So, I mean, I do because I'm petty like that. Like when I read bad reviews of, like I said, the few reviews we've gotten that have been like less than five stars or less than flattering, I do obsess and probably feel like I want Donna to write some sort of strongly worded response to them, but I don't. I don't do it. Right, and I, but I also think there's not a sense, your first reaction to that is not that you're better than them and that those people probably have no lives and et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think, I just think, you know, like him making the comment about, oh, they understand, like, how things work and da 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 It's like, yeah, like, other people understand things. <laughs> like, you know, not everyone not in the White House is an idiot. Like, ugh, I don't know. But, but all of that to, to all of that said, I I love the storyline. I love I love it. It fits with Josh. It fits with who Josh is. I mean, there's a comment about I'm not an elitist. Okay, yeah, I'm an elitist. Yeah. So he he recognizes he recognizes it, it. and he and it, it is totally in character. The whole interaction is in character. So you know. But I also think it's funny because he's an elitist, but at the same time he 
and in another other episodes, it's mentioned that he like can barely work a computer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's this kind of level of humility where like he has to have Donna write a response for him because he can't do such a simple task. Right. Well, he you doesn't know, for see such an that elitist, as like, he's not quite competent. He doesn't see that as like worthy of his time, which is just another like form of right. Elite. Like that's what he doesn't. He doesn't put value in people being able to work computers, which is why he thinks so little of these other people in the computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's True. just. It's comedic gold. Everything about it is um, obviously Janelle and Bradley Whitford do a wonderful job of acting it, oh. and they they them together their chemistry. The whole every scene with it is is great. <laughs> top notch reviewing there. We'll it's have to great. talk to Brad about this as well. <laughs> yes, top notch. <laughs> also, I like when uh, when Josh is talking to CJ. And she said, you know, it's like a classic political screw-up. We we messed up, or we screwed up by telling the truth. And Josh yeah. is like, let's try not to do that so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, I can't remember if it's after, I think it's after her first press conference, but either, she, I think she and Sam are talking, and one of them says, we'll look ridiculous, and the other one says, we're used to that. <laughs> I liked that, too. <laughs> Barlett's singing, I think Frank Sinatra. He was singing that song, Making Whoopi. Which was fun. Wait, when was he singing that? I totally missed that. There was not a lot. Uh, he was in the Oval Office, I think, and huh. Charlie was walking in. It was just a small moment, oh, but I, I liked it I because really at one point he uh, he couldn't remember the words, and so the second line he just said something that rhymes. Oh, with yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, I love when he and Leo are talking and. He, they're talking about, you know, him calling Governor Richie stupid, and Leo tells him he's going to be reprimanded on the House floor, and he's like, for what? And Leo's, and Leo says, it's not nice to call people dumb. And President Barlow says, let me ask you something. You're pretty dumb. Did you take offense? And then he right. says, look at that. I did it again. That was so great. There, I just, more Leo, more something Bartlett. my dad would do. So, you're yeah. pretty dumb. Did you take offense? <laughs> oh, that was great. So, so great. So wonderful. Gosh, um, what else you got? You got anything else? I I don't have anything. I, I just wrote in the middle of my notes, this episode is great. There's just a lot. Just our There's podcast just, based on that. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I have such interesting observations for this episode. I just love a lot of the lines. I love Josh says... They don't seem to have taken my response in the spirit in which it was intended, <laughs> which, yeah. like, welcome to the internet. That was great. And, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? There's one moment. I meant to pay attention to this. Oh, never mind. I just figured it out. Look at that. Wow. Um, there's the moment where CJ approaches Toby and she says, she's like, is it possible? And then she trails off and she's like, never mind. And I had written in my notes, what was that about? And then I tried to figure out. I was just reading, like, what happened the rest of the episode? Did we ever get an answer to that? But it must have been she was going to ask, yeah, if is it mm-hmm. possible that he did it on purpose? And she just and went she straight just to did the source. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally forgot. Okay, all right. Well, look at me being so smart and figuring things out. <laughs> look at you and discovering things every Man, moment. This is not my best episode. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's okay. We've got like. We've got, like, plenty of other episodes to, to recap. In fact, next week or, yeah, a week from today is our special episode. Yeah. So if you guys would, we are – we're not going to recap the special episode. That would be redundant and not special, which is not really what we're going for. Right. We'll, uh, we're going to do, like, a call-in show 
Yep. So you guys can call in and you can leave us uh, voice messages of anything you want, really. Mm -hmm. Feedback about the show, things that we've missed, some of your favorite moments from the West Wing. Anything, anything you want. Anything you want. And you can, you can call in to this number, which I'll drop in later. That number is 401-433-WING. W-I-N-G. Again, that's 401-433-WING. Isn't that fancy? It's so official. You just call and you leave a voicemail and we get it. It's so fun. Magic. And you can email us at thewestwingpodcast.gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Pod. Yeah, it'll be fun to hear everybody's input. I mean, we hear people's input. Yeah. It'll be fun to talk about it on air and let other people hear what other people are saying. Yes. Wait, did we pick we an love MVP? It. So, no, we're going to do that right now. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> I don't have anybody in mind, but... Okay, good. I'm so glad you asked. No one. No MVPs. You all fail. <laughs> no, there's got to be an MVP. <laughs> I really don't I know. I know I picked Donna MVP. last time. I mean, I think I really like Donna. I think I picked CJ. I think for Josh me. for me. Josh? Okay. All right. I think yeah. CJ does great handling the press, as always. I love when she yells so That's far up your ass to Josh. I think. True. And, like, there's just a lack of other people really, really owning anything, so. I'm, I'm going with CJ. I think I think the two of them yeah. definitely deserve it. I feel like they won the episode. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed Toby, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God. No, CJ's still it. No. Nah. That's, it's, that's, he has other episodes. It's okay. Yeah. Yep. Um. Cool. Well, that, that works for me. The next episode up is Stirred, not Shaken. And we will we'll meet you there. We'll, we'll catch you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.